0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to those who are listening on us, listening to us on MixedLar. Good morning to those who are on Zoom with us. Welcome to New Life Horizon Church. Uh, this morning I am going to be speaking on the topic of celebrating sonship. But I would like to give thanks and praise to our pastor, thank you for allowing me the privilege, the privilege of being able to speak this morning. And I want to thank you, Mumiripa for the mother's heart that you have, which is evident in everything that you do. My introduction, I felt like a daughter of yours. And I thank you. Celebration of sonship. This is a topic that is dear to my heart because it represents family, and it represents something that eluded me for a while. My Scripture reading will be taken from Romans 8, verses 14 to 17. And it goes like this 14 says, Because of those, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testify with our spirit that we have we are God's children, and 17 says, "No, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. Indeed, we share in His suffering, in order that we may share in His glory." My Salmon will be taken not the entire thing because um, it will stop at 17B. And we're not going to be talking about the suffering and and the glory because it's actually a whole different topic. And we will not have time for it. And I'm not a long speaker. I I'm going to be recapping what we have spoken about this month on celebration. Our pastor, Eva Green, spoke on pit stops. Formula One, she used as an analogy, which um, stood out for us. So we recognize in Formula One that you had different pit stops, that your tires were changed you were gassed up and anything that is needed mechanically on the vehicle was um, adjusted. And that was a a part of God's plan. God determined where we stop, when we stop, what is needed. And um, the pit stops are not just for fixing us, but it, it was a time for refreshing. Last week, Dr. Olive spoke on vantage points, feast, um, announcements, and then there was introspection. And we, we recognized that we had a need to see what vantage point are we looking from? Are we the angry brother? Are we upset? Are we celebrating each other, etc.? However, this morning, I want to speak on the topic of sonship. We are children of God. That is a beautiful and an awesome thing that we do not take advantage of as readily as we should. The, the scripture says, if we are led... By the Spirit, we are children of God. Who is leading you? Question: Who is leading you? Are you being led by this this this, this Spirit, or are you being led by circumstances, family, friends, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, peer pressure, horoscope? TikTok, Snapchat, tea leaf reading, ancestors, fear, pride. What is leading you? Your self-centeredness, your self-sufficient worldview, palm reading. There are so many different things that we focus on. Some of us is just going off, leading off, vibe. We have a vibe. And so we move with the vibe. The word says that if we are children of God, we are to be led by the spirit. Sister Karen, would you like to go ahead and show the video? Watch with me. Those on are you won't be able to, to see it, but I'll describe it for you when I'm finished. When it is finished. Welcome to paradise. Take a deep breath. And jump into the new cliff diving season 2019. Straight from the Philippines. video just now they were doing cliff diving for for those of you who are not aware of cliff diving it is just um it's a world championship where you dive instead of diving from a pool you dive from a cliff and there are people who do this for a living and go to the edge of the cliff and there's nothing there's nothing um Propelling you forward, but your physical body as you push yourself off to dive. So um this video is quite interesting to me because I cannot dive to save my life. I can't swim. So I'm not a diver. But when you look at the persons diving off the cliff. We're diving into the unknown. And the unknown represents the Holy Spirit for us. The cliff, the top of the cliff, represents at the point of our commitment to Christ. As we go down, we are letting ourselves and surrendering completely to him. And when we fall in the river, we are allowing the river of life, the Holy Spirit, to take, take us where God chooses. Our, we have different individuals at different places in terms of that cliff? In order to be led by the Spirit, we have to let go of ourselves. Let go of what we, what we are allowing to lead us now. We, we, we can't allow a vibe to lead us. We can't allow a, a tea leaf reader to tell us, okay, we can go there or buy this house or speak to this person. All those things are not being led by the Spirit. The things that I listed earlier, but... To be led by the spirit, it means that we are letting go to God and to surrender to him. There are four types of people that are on that cliff. The first type is the individual that is in the vehicle and have not come out to be on the cliff. That's the person who knows that they need the Lord, but they have not accepted him. So they're still sitting in the vehicle. There are some of us who is at the top of the cliff. We made a commitment to Christ, but we are fearful. We do not know what the future holds. We do not know what God planned is. And so these people, they have taken off their, their clothes on with the swimsuit. So they're changing out from the clothes of the world And they're clothing themselves as if they're going to dive. But they're not diving. Those individuals are walking around, flexing their muscles, you know. They're about to dive, stretching, and and walking around, but they have not taken the plunge. They have committed to Christ. But they have not taken the plunge. Every now and then they wander and pace off and go on their own way. Fear has crippled them. They have not trusted God enough to allow the Lord to lead their lives. They have not allowed the Holy Spirit to lead them. So you look like a Christian. You talk like a Christian. You sound like a Christian, but you are living in the flesh because what your life entails is you doing your own thing. You are your own God. You're basically an your idol. The people that they're the third type of person, they have taken off their they have come out of their car, they have made a commitment to Christ, put on a swimsuit, and they have dived off excited. But on their way down, fear grips them. And so there's a branch. They ho- grab a hold of that branch and they have not let go. So they're suspended because they cannot go back up. And you, you can release yourself to go down into the water, but you are fearful. You are stuck in between the top of the cliff and the bottom, which is the river. You heard from the Lord. The Lord gave you distinct directions, but because of fear, you are holding on to the branch. And so... You are not letting go. Fear has crippled you to the point that you cannot go any further. I understand what it means to be crippled with fear. I myself was crippled with fear in terms of water when I was eight years old. I almost drowned. I wasn't even... I wasn't even sure, like, if it was Helsha Beach or one of them, but it was a beach. Ocean went out into the the ocean, and um, there was no one around. Everybody went out at the same time, and um, nobody even checked to see if I could swim or whatever. And I was drowning. Um, the experience crippled my fear of swimming, and so. I was fearful of water for a very long time, but I liked water. I liked the beach. I love the beach to this day. And when I was 22, because of my love of of water, I would go to the beach all the time. And I think I'd made a commitment to Christ at 21. And I just thought that, you know, it was just something that I should do and get over. And I learned to float, to float in the ocean. Ever since then, I can float anywhere. I don't have to swim. But it took stepping out out of my comfort zone to be able to overcome our fears. The word of God says in Timothy 2, verse 1, in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. The person in at four, the fourth person is a person that ha- is led by the spirit and have allowed that scripture to permeate their lives and they're able to flow with God. You don't try to find a, a, a wood or a, a log to hold on to. You allow the spirit of God to lead you. You may be led into pitfalls. You may be led into storms, but you know that you have Christ and therefore you have no fear of wherever the Lord is leading us. we are children of God children of God who are led by the spirit. this analogy for Paul was a force he he used a foreshadowing of what happened with the children of Israel when they were being led out of bondage in um, Exodus 33 where the the cloud by night, there was fire by night and cloud by day in which they must move from point A to point B. And as the Holy Spirit is leading us, we don't determine where we go, but we allow the Lord to, to, to determine our decision and where we go. If we continue to hold on and allow fear to cripple us, we are children of the bond servant, we are slaves to fear, we are slaves in our own lives when God has set us free. God has set us free. Let go of the branches, let go of ourselves. The, 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 the fact that we hold on. To so much wanting control, wanting to be the, the 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 person who okay, I know what is going to happen around the corner, or I know what is going to be coming next. This is not life in the spirit. Life in the spirit is a letting go and letting God rule our lives. It says in Galatians five, it is. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and not let yourselves be burdened again by a slave, by a by your slavery. We are no longer bond servants, as I said before, but we are free. The being led by the spirit allows us to walk in the promises of God, allows us to walk in what God has for us. If we continue to hold on to the lifestyle that God has not given to us, we will find ourselves suffering different consequences. Gideon Heard the voice of God in Judges 6. He knew what God was saying, but he kept on, because of fear, kept on throwing out different fleeces to the Lord. Because you know that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We are able to step out from fear. And sometimes we we can do things, but... Instead of quivering in fear and be crippled, we can do it fearfully until we become fearless. My first time in the water, after knowing this thing almost took my life, initially I was fearful, but then I decided I had to let go. Will you let go and let God? Will you let go of all the different things that you fear? A life in the spirit allows us to, to spend time in the word, not spend time watching television or spend time playing video games, whatever it is your, your thing is. But a life in the spirit, led by the spirit, allows us to be pray. Praying, listening effectively to the Holy Spirit. Waiting upon the Lord. Sometimes it's not going in and begging, begging, begging the Lord. Sometimes it's just sitting and waiting upon him. Practicing spiritual discipline. Overcoming fleshly desires and stop compartmentalizing our lives. We forget sometimes that God knows all things. So even if man is not aware of what we're doing or thinking or saying. God knows all things. Surrendering all area of our lives and all our motives, our desires, our dreams, our preferences, outside of Christ. Consecrating ourselves daily, daily to him. We are no longer slaves, but we are free. Um, Sorry, I forgot to tell you. My first point was living fearlessly in freedom. My my second point will, will be family of God in Christ. And my third point, favor of God in Christ. But before I move on, there is a word in our scriptures that spoke about adoption. Adoption here, Paul, I would like to define it first because Paul made a reference of adoption, but he was referring to what it was like in Rome. The Roman ancient culture Um, had sectorials, they are the elite class, they are the the class that made decisions for upper class, for the entire um, society. They were the movers and shakers of society. If they did not produce an heir, succession planning and legacy was important for them. And hence, they would adopt individuals, men, not women, because we know at that time, the position of a woman was more of property. So they would adopt men, change their names. It, was, it would require seven witnesses. The adoptee would have a new name, a new father, a new address, a debt cancellation of anything that was owing. One of our famous adoption was Claudius. Claudius the Empire, he adopted Nero and we know Nero set fire to Rome and he prosecuted Christians dearly. He, uses, he used Christians to to they burnt at, as lamps and um, he killed a lot of Christians he set fire to Rome and blamed it on the Christians but he was an adoptee our scripture mentioned being adopted and now that we understand what adoption meant then Now we can know exactly what Paul was referring to in terms of adoption. Sister Karen, you want to go ahead and play the second video? We will um, pay attention to our screen for the moment. for Mixelar purposes, there was a video shown with the then leader of the free world, Barack Obama and children. I used Barack Obama because we I've never seen another president like that. I wanted to use the analogy of a father, but we do not have a king, a major king. All, all our lives we have is a queen, which was, um, which is Queen Elizabeth. We have never seen a male king. We have never seen a king in our lifetime. So I couldn't use a king. So the only person that I could use in terms of power would have been the leader of the free world, which was the US. And he was a president that was reaching out to children. My second point, it's on family, being in the family of God. The then leader of the free world was fascinated by children. Our father is fascinated by us. He is fascinated by having a family. I cannot think of a more powerful man at the time in terms of his ability to nuke anyone. His ability to turn the world top, topsy turvy, but he had an affection for children. Our father has an affection for us. An affection that is words cannot begin to imagine or say. An affection that he gave his only son in order to reap a family of all nations. He adopted us into his family. Let us go back to adoption that I highlighted earlier in terms of the Roman version. But let us see what are the benefits that we have gotten as children of God, because we are adopted into God's family. We are, we cannot deny that when we are adopted in God's family, we are, we have eternal life immediately. Adoptions guarantee these things for us. We are no full members of the family of God we are full we have full rights and privilege in heaven we immediately have access to god we have a new family a family of nations we bear his name and his mark We have full inheritance and his promises belong to us. We are no longer a part of the family of the enemy. He is no longer our father. This scripture says, it is, um, In verse 15, it says, for we do not have a spirit of, for for we do not receive a spirit that makes us slave again to fear, but we receive a spirit of sonship. And to him, we cry, Abba, Father. Know that we are a part of the family of God we have a father that we are familiar with. A father that is our not just our father, but our friend. Our father has welcomed us with open arms. His affection towards us is clear. In Luke 15, we see where Jesus spoke on the analogy of the prodigal son. Before the son came, before the son came back to his normal mind where he had had insulted his father by requesting um, his inheritance before he died. And and in researching that topic, we recognize that his father could have stoned him. His father could have disowned him. His father could have done so many different things. But his father was generous and gave him what he wanted. And he squandered it away with prostitutes and just had a, 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 a terrible time. But then when he was suffering in the wilderness, he decided to come home. Brothers and sisters, don't let it because of suffering, we come home. Let us come home while he's going us. But while he was coming, he was afar off, and the, the Lord, that the father represents the Lord, and he saw him coming. What father would be going towards a child that has insulted him? That has disgraced him. And then we know from um, history back then. Um, the fathers and um, men of such dignity were not allowed to just run and, you know, behave in a certain way. It was 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 demeaning. But the father in such affection ran out and greeted his son. That is the Lord's affection towards us when he has received us in his family. His affection towards us is, is, words cannot describe. Before we came to him, before we even thought of him, he chose us. The scripture said, the spirit of sonship, We have been adopted into his family. We have have been affectionately called by him. And we can now call him Abba, Father. We can say, Daddy, without any concern. It's not the leader of the free world, it's not the queen, it is God the master of the universe who has called us into relationship with him. He has invited us in intimacy to belong to him, to be a part of his family. In Galatians 4, verse seven, 6-7, verse it says, And because we are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, and this son into our hearts, so we may cry, "Abba, Father." Therefore, we no longer we are no longer slaves, but we are sons. And if we are sons, then a heir. We are heir to the throne, to to the to, to Christ. This is a ostentatious position. We are no royalty. In Galatians 3, verse 26, it says, we have an audience with the master of the universe. We, we, oh, I'm sorry. Galatians 3, verse 36 highlights the fact of sonship again. And then, um, We now know as children of God that we have an audience with the master of the universe, the great I am. We do not need to make an appointment with him. We do not need to call and we get voicemail or we get or text him or send him Instagram or tweets, but he is available to us all the time this is the love that we have from the father day and night he's available 24 7 who is available to you 24 7 no one who is available to you and i 24 7 who is so concerned with our needs who is so concerned about us will never you will never receive a busy signal you'll never receive a message saying please call again you will never the, the number is never out of service you just call on the lord wherever you are at in whatever situation you will never call upon the name of the lord and not be saved that is the word of god It never changes. It cannot return to to you void. It It has to accomplish that which it was sent. You are so loved by the Father that in John 17, verse 23, you have sent me and have loved me and as love them as you have loved me. Jesus said these words. He made it clear that there was no difference between the adopted and the son of God, that he loves us so much the same way that, Christ, that he loves Christ. Tell me, where can you be adopted and be loved the exact same way as you are loved? As 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 a children, birth children. We're except with God. He loves us the same way as Jesus. That I felt like that was written in the book just for me. In this book, in the Bible. Why? As a child, I was my my, my birth was was um. There was questions around in my birth. I'm a product of an adulterous affair. My mother never knew my father was married, but my father wanted a child. This was, he was elated. He celebrated having a daughter because he wanted a daughter and he named me. But in in the advent of things, I was hidden from him until I was 10. As a child, I secretly hoped that I was an adopted child. And so one day I would get into my real family and I would be treated differently. That never come to pass because there was no such thing. And you looked at my father, my mother, I'm a replica of them. Um, the beauty about it is that when you speak of adoption in the family of Christ, I got my wish. I got a family that was loving and gentle and kind and a father that is, my, yet my father loved me, but there's no way he can love me the way Christ has loved me and has accepted me completely. You too will be accepted by Christ. If we just get the understanding that we are not just children of anyone, but we are children of the master, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the conquering line of Judah, the master of the universe affectionately looks on us and say, my daughter, my son, the word of God in Zephaniah 3 verse 17 says he sings over us. Did your parents sing over you? Mommy, I just, you won't have such luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of us did not have that. Singing over you, the master of the universe celebrates us in such a way that he sings over us, he celebrates us, he, he loves us, in, that is our love, lo- his love for us is uncon- undeniable, uncontrollable, nothing we can imagine, nothing we can think. When I think of the grace that has been extended to us, it, words cannot imagine. I can stop right here, close, finish. Because I have an audience and you have an audience with the King of Kings. We don't need anything else. We do not need anything else. Letting go in the spirit, we don't need anything else. We have the spirit of God. And once we have that and we understand how much he has given up for us and we get in our giznik there's no such word it's just jamaican um we get in our minds our hearts our souls that we have been engrafted into the family of god We have been engrafted into the family of God, and he, God adores us, and we are to adore him because he has given us a gift, a gift that no one else could ever give us, a gift, mercy, grace that no one else could ever give us but him. We are children, sons, and daughters of the matchless king. There is no one to compare to him. There is no father that can be compared to him. It says that he knows how to give us good gifts. In Luke 11 verse 13, he knows what we need before we ask. Our own father is not aware of that. When I looked on the the video and how loving and kind and gentle Obama was, we have no idea what is going on in his heart. We have no clue, but we are sure that our father loves us unconditionally. And we are sure that our father is in control of everything. We're no longer orphans. We're no longer slaves. We are not the hired help. We are children of the Most High God. Act it, live it. That is who you are. Know who you are. Do you know who you are? Brothers and sisters, in my preparations, I, I was reminded again of my last physical encounter with my father. And it, it brought me back to a place of how I am to be with Christ, with fa- my father, God the Father. I was maybe mid 33, 30, 30s or 34 are I don't know, don't remember. Just just a few days, few weeks, two years ago, you know, still there, <laughs> yes, <laughs> in the mind <laughs> anyway um i was we were taking a picture, and um today to although I was thirty three my father had me sitting on his lap. He was a very affectionate man, he hugged. Every, almost every time I saw him, he had to touch me or hold me. He was agile. And I remembered Oh, I was at. I'm, I'm a tall girl, maybe skinny at the time, but I'm tall. So I would have to fold myself up in his lap because he wasn't a big man. He was maybe 5'10". And to hold me in your lap, you would have to be able to physically (laughs) and um the lord brought me back to that situation and said that's how we are to be with him we are so affectionate and intimate with him that we are be able to be in his lap all the time spending time there staying there don't get up and leave but to be in his presence all the time. That's how we live in the spirit. That's how we we do not live according to the flesh. Because if you are in the presence of the Lord, there's no way the flesh will be be there. My third and final point highlights the favor of God, favor of the living God. Now that we have been adopted, we have full inheritance. Having that full inheritance, we can celebrate the the favor of God upon our lives. The term ear of God emphasize our relationship with God the Father. As children, we have an inheritance that never perish. The Greek word, The Greek term for air is kel rometes, translated translated as air in Romans 8, verse 17. It refers to those who receive allotted possessions by right of sonship. In other words, God has made us his children and we have full rights in this, his inheritance. We have his benefits. According to Colossians 1 verse 12, we are royalty as highlighted in Luke 10 verse 20. That our inheritance we have full possession, full membership in the royal family. We are royalty. We have inherited a costly treasure. We are covered under the blood of Christ. We are loved by God. We are accepted. We are co with the kings of kings. Such benefits we would not have had in our normal family. Do you know what it means to, to inherit royal life, royalty? That's who we are. In conclusion, we are to celebrate our position in life. Christ has given us new life, new life of being fearless in freedom. It is the only way to be fearless is to surrender to Jesus, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit, trust them and allow them to lead our lives daily, which ensures us, which ensures that we will be pleased in him. Isn't it a wonderful thing for Christ, for God to say, well done, our good and faithful servant. Isn't that an awesome thing to know that your father is saying to you, you are pleasing to him. Such affection, such love. Consecrate yourselves to Christ. This is a daily step. Only if you are like me, with a mind wandering every now and then. Keep in short accounts. Allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word to you to shed light in areas of darkness. When we know our identity in Christ as sons of, and daughters of the Most High God, sons does not mean just males or sonship does not mean just males. It includes everyone. When um, I looked up The whole thing on sonship. It never meant it meant humanity. It meant more everyone, not just male. And so because we are joint ears, we with Christ, we have him praying for us constantly. We have the Father, our God, who sowed his only son just to reap us, a massive family of nations, an unconditional love, a harvest, a harvest that we cannot imagine how much that one seed has produced. So who is leading you? Where are you on the cliff? For me, introspection, I need to look at where I am on that cliff. I'm not sharing just for sharing's sake. But we all need to know, have you made the decision and not take the plunge? Have you taken the plunge? And is holding on to a branch and not letting go because of fear? Or are you one who has taken the plunge and is allowing the Lord to lead you? But you're busy looking out for a log because the Holy Spirit is taking you here and there. Stop looking. Be fearless. Remember who you are in Christ. You are royalty. For those who are sitting in their cars and have not made that decision, come and join us. It's exciting. You'll love the ride. It is like nothing you have ever experienced. I do not promise you that it will all be peachy perfect. If I said that, I would be lying because there are storms along the way. But the amazing thing is, in the middle of the storm, there is Christ. In the middle of the different circumstances, there is Christ. And if, by chance, you're not strong enough, you have brothers and sisters that you can count on, You have brothers and sisters that are there for you to pray for you. I might not have had a wonderful experience in terms of a mother that was loving, but along the way, I met some mothers and they were absolutely adorable. Ah. Lord, the Lord provides what we need. The Lord provides all we need in the family of God. Sometimes we need to look on what the Lord has provided has provided for us. We are now a part of, the fa- of a family. Lean on them. Love one another and esteem each other. In our recognizing that we have the Holy Spirit, stop being so fleshy and focus on self, but lean into the Holy Spirit. You have full access to Christ. Use it. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit that whatever you need, however you need it, ask him. Know that you have a new family in Christ and you are favored of God. Stop behaving like an orphan. Let go. Let God Love you all.